It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Redskins. Your daily Washington Redskins podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. We welcome you to episode number 316 of the Locked on Redskins podcast. This, a quick snaps version of all that went wrong for the Washington Redskins on another disastrous Monday night, especially at FedEx Field. A 31-15 loss to the Chicago Bears, and quite honestly, it wasn't really even that close. We welcome you one and all, though, nevertheless, as we attempt to soldier on with uh, <laughs> with a not very easy to talk about football team and another, again, embarrassing, humiliating performance. Again, 31-15 might not sound that bad, and it was bad. There's no way to sugarcoat it in any way, shape, or form, and I, I really won't uh, just from the standpoint of what purpose does that solve? The Redskins are 0-3 on the season. That's the 11th time that they are 0-3 in their franchise's history, according to my friend Jake Russell. No relation. At underscore Jake Russell. They missed the playoffs the first 10 times. Less than 5% of teams make the playoffs at 0-3. It did happen last year. The Houston Texans started 0-3 and won the division. So it can happen. It just doesn't happen very often. I think you know what math the Redskins are up against. The Chicago Bears scored 31 points. As, again, my friend Jake Russell points out, he's always good with this stuff. The Redskins failed to score 30 points for the 16th straight game. They've only scored 30 points once in their last 25 games. This is a team with one of the highest offensive unit cap allocations, 35-ish million dollars of completely unused dead money in Alex Smith and Trent Williams. Only Bruce Allen thinks Trent Williams is coming back and wants to be with the Washington Redskins. Only Bruce Allen. Only Bruce. Nobody else does. And yet... I can give you number after number after number after number about how bad the Washington Redskins are, especially on Monday night football. None of it matters. None of it matters. They're bad on Monday nights. They're bad on Sunday afternoons. They're bad at 1 o'clock. They're bad at 4 o'clock. They're bad at home. They're bad on the road. They're not good. Are they competitive at times? Yes. But none of it really matters. None of it really matters. Just in case you want it, in their last eight Monday night football appearances, they're 0-8. They haven't won since October 2014. We talked about that last week, game I was at. In their last 12, 1-11. Last 18, 2-16. Last 25, 4-21. Last 29, 5-24. 
They haven't won at home on Monday Night Football since December of 2012. I don't know why the NFL continues to schedule them for Monday Night Football. Well, probably because they think that the Redskins fans are going to turn out and watch the game. Redskins fans are not watching anymore. Not compared to the numbers that they used to. The audience is at at least 25, 30%, if not more down. Maybe it's even 50%. I don't know. But nobody, nobody has a burning passion anymore. Uh, I shouldn't say nobody. Very few people have a burning passion at this point for the Washington Redskins. It's unfortunate. It really is. I can give you all the numbers in the world. I'm going to give you some more on how this game went. But the bottom line is, is uh, the Redskins forget about the playoffs. Just get a win. Just get a win. And they play in five and a half days, depending on when you're listening, maybe even less. Sunday afternoon at 1 o'clock against the New York Giants, another division game. Chance to go 1-2 and two in the division. Chance to go 1-3 and three overall. Or they can go 0-4 and 0-3 and and in the division against Daniel Jones, Danny Dimes, as they're now calling him, and the New York Giants without Saquon Barkley, without Golden Tate. We'll have crossover Wednesday coming up later on this week, but right now, how did the Redskins get to a 31-15 loss? Well, it's very simple. Turnovers, 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 turnovers. Case Keenum threw three interceptions, including a pick six to HaHa Clinton Dix, the former Redskin who spent half of last year and was not very good, quite honestly. He was okay in some spots. A 37-yard pick six for HaHa Clinton Dix against now his former team, in the Washington Redskins. He chose the Bears over the Redskins. Redskins kind of wanted them back. They were only willing to give him a one-year deal. He chose the Bears. He made the right choice, quite honestly. But Case Keenum not only had three interceptions, but Case Keenum also fumbled the ball three times and lost two of them. So he had five turnovers, not by himself, but they're counting or they're credited to him. And it should have been six. And quite honestly, it should have been seven because there was a turnover, a fumble, and a turnover that was wiped out because of an illegal hands in the face for Prince Amukamara. We told you after last week's game and during the week last week, Case Keenum had not played as well as his numbers would indicate. There were dropped interceptions. There were missed reads. There were missed touchdowns, missed opportunities. He hadn't been the problem, but he wasn't that good. And we know this about Case Keenum. He's not a guy that's going to lift you up by himself, nor should he be. Nobody should be expected to do that. Tom Brady doesn't do that. But what the Redskins need more than anything is they need somebody that is going to make some plays and not kill them. And Case Keenum can make some plays. Alex Smith couldn't make any plays. But Alex Smith didn't kill the Redskins last year. Case Keenum has made more plays than Alex Smith, probably in three games, than Alex Smith did in nine or ten. But he's also making more mistakes. And right now the Redskins cannot overcome that because their defense is Swiss cheese. The Redskins' defense, let me give you this number. The Redskins' defense... Through three games of this year, has allowed opponents to convert on 26 of 41 third down opportunities. That is 
63.4%. That is absurd. Last year, they were 29th in the NFL, allowing almost 44% on third down. They're almost 20% higher. It was 43.88% last year. They are 63.4% this year. So it's almost 20% higher on third down through three games as it was third down through 16 games last year. Easily the worst in the league. Dreadful. You cannot win that way. And especially when the quarterback is turning the ball over left and right. All right, so here's a couple of more numbers for you before we hit our first break. Again, we told you the Case Keenum story. Uh, just awful. No other way you could say it. Sure, the Redskins made a little comeback in the fourth quarter. I have no idea what he was doing on the fourth and goal leap. Another fumble. I have no idea. I have no idea. Uh, here's some numbers for you from a team perspective. The Redskins actually had more first downs, 25 to 21. We just talked about the third down situation. The Bears, 8 of 13. The Redskins, 3 of 9. The Redskins, 356 net yards. The Bears, 298. Offensive plays, the Redskins wound up running more, 68 to 58. Average gain, 5.2 for the Redskins, 5.1 for the Bears. Rushing net yardage, the Bears, 90. Not bad. Redskins, 69. Not nice. Passing net yardage, 287 for the Redskins, 208 for the Bears. Penalties, nine for each team, about the same yardage, 59 yards for the Bears, 61 for the Redskins. Turnovers, as we just discussed, five to one. Once again, another game that the Redskins defense is out there way too long because they can't stop anybody on third down. And some of it is on the offense. The offense does not help them by running the ball. Once again, a third straight game. They cannot run the ball. But the Bears, 31 minutes and 36 seconds worth of time of possession. And the Redskins, 28-24. That's all you need to know. All right, we'll come back with some more numbers and some analysis as well right here on the Locked on Redskins podcast. The Redskins lose 31-15. to They drop to 0-3. They head to MetLife Stadium against the New York Giants and Daniel Jones this Sunday at 1 o'clock Eastern time. Good to have you with us. Episode number 316 of the Locked on Redskins podcast. Also, before we take that first time out, we want to tell you guys, go check out MacWeldon.com. MacWeldon is better than whatever you're wearing right now. Even if you're wearing nothing. For 20% off your first order, visit MacWeldon.com. That's MacWeldon.com and enter the promo code locked on MacWeldon.com. That's M-A-C-K-W-E-L-D-O-N.com. MacWeldon.com. Enter the promo code locked on, Wesley, on the locked, locked on Redskins, Redskins podcast. If you found $100 on the street, would you pick it up or would you keep walking? Of course you'd take the money. So why do you keep picking winners and not betting on them? That's why I go to my bookie. It's fast, it's easy, and they pay when you win. Who doesn't like to get paid when you get a W? Let's face it. Where you're betting is just as important as who you're betting on. So I wouldn't be telling you guys to bet with them and my bookie if they weren't the best. Simply do the smart thing. If you're going to bet this football season, bet with my bookie. Did you know you could bet on games after kickoff? If by the second half it looks like your bet is going to lose, you can always take the other side. So you have in-game wagering. If you're the kind of guy that likes to bet a little and win a lot, try a parlay. If all your picks come through, 
you'll multiply your winnings. The NFL season is, of course, the best time of the year. Join now, and MyBookie will double your first deposit. Use the promo code Locked On to activate the offer. That's promo code Locked On, and visit MyBookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, we are back. It is episode number 316 of the Locked On Redskins podcast. Thanks for being with us. Again, the Redskins lose 31 to 15. So we ran down some team stats for you. For the Redskins individually, we told you about Case Keenum, 30 of 43. Yes, that's not too bad. 332, yes, that's not too bad. Two touchdowns, I guess you'd take that, right? But the three interceptions... The the fumbles, the fumbles lost, uh, you know, just a horrible, horrible night for Case Keenum. Not all his fault, by the way, not all his fault. Adrian Peterson, 12 for 37. Chris Thompson, 7 for 29. Keenum, two rushes, three yards total. For the Redskins receiving, Terry McLaurin was eight targets, six catches, 70 yards, and a touchdown. Paul Richardson was the leading receiver, nine targets, eight catches, 83 yards and a res- and a receiving touchdown and a long of 22. Chris Thompson, five targets, four receptions, 79 yards. Trey Quinn, seven targets, five catches, 30 yards. Vernon Davis, four cat uh, four targets, two catches, 30 yards, and a fake hurdle. <clears throat> Steven Sims, two catches, 24 yards. That guy needs to be targeted more. That guy needs to be more involved in the offense. You know who doesn't need to be targeted more? Jeremy Sprinkle. Four targets, two catches, two drops, or two non-catches that he should have had probably. One he definitely should have had, 19 yards. Plus he also had a miscommunication on a sack of Khalil Mack or by Khalil Mack. So the bottom line is this. The Redskins just didn't do enough on offense to stop shooting themselves in the foot, which is generally and almost always the problem. You're putting too much pressure on the defense. The defense is not good in any way, shape, or form. And they can't get off the field on third down. And some of that is their fault, and some of that is the offense's fault. It's not just the defense's fault. And certainly not just Greg Minuski's fault. But the Redskins need more pass rush, as we've talked about. They did get they did get three sacks. Josh Norman had one and an interception. Matt Ioannidis had one that at first we thought may have been a safety. Ultimately, it was a good call. He... Trubisky was tackled at like the one-and-a-half-yard line or stop-forward progress, I should say, and Montez Sweat at his first career sack for a loss of 14 yards. Great. When they absolutely needed it outside of the Ioannidis sack, eh. and the Josh Norman interception was at the goal line, so that was good. The problem is Josh Norman was beaten like a drum on Taylor Gabriel's 36-yard touchdown pass, and... Josh Norman on the previous touchdown, the one-yard touchdown pass to Taylor Gabriel, who had three total on the night and didn't even play the whole game, 
Josh Norman had his back turned to the line of scrimmage and was walking into the end zone like he was trying to communicate or something with somebody else, perhaps Monte Nicholson, and he then turns around and starts to blitz and starts to rush after Mitch Trubisky, and basically because he had to turn around and because his back was to the play, he certainly didn't get there enough. He didn't even get close enough, and Monte Nicholson was late and rotating over. Yes, all of this on a one-yard touchdown pass. And you got to watch the replay, uh, you know, because it, I couldn't believe what I was seeing. The Redskins have terrible communication. The Redskins also don't make enough plays when they absolutely need to make them. You know, whether it's the interception by Norman, they needed that earlier. Whether it's the sacks by Montez Sweat, they needed that earlier. They need more stuff when the game matters. Late in the game, a third and four situation. It was after the Case Keenum disaster on the fourth and one quarterback plunge when he thought he was at the goal line, I guess. Fumble. The Redskins had one last chance. The one last chance. Still down only 28-15. Still a a two-score chance. And the Redskins had a third and four on defense. And Josh Norman was the closest defender. I don't know if Josh Norman was supposed to cover the guy in the right flat. I don't think he was. But he was the closest guy that came up and tried to make a play. I think he peeled off his coverage. But the fact is, is that the Redskins didn't have anybody running with the tight end out of the flat who literally just set up shop right past the sticks and got a key first down. And there was no Redskin within five yards. No Redskin within five yards. And again, I don't think that was Josh Norman's guy. But Norman's going to get blamed for it, and I understand why, but I don't think that was Josh Norman's guy. Uh, Maybe I'll think differently when I take a better and slower look at it. But the bottom line is, is Josh Norman was beaten on the Gabriel touchdown pass. We mentioned the other touchdown, miscommunication, confusion, whatever it was, weirdness. Then that, you know, okay, he had an interception and a sack, but it's just not enough. It's not at the right time. And then when you throw in everything else, the Redskins just don't find a way to make the plays that they absolutely need. They don't find a way to get off the field on third down. They don't stop the run when they're challenged by stopping the run. They haven't been good in the red zone. Plenty of teams are getting inside the five-yard line and converting touchdowns because they're passing, and the Redskins don't have the communication or the requisite skills to hang with shallow cross and quick drag guys that teams are running constantly. What the Redskins should be running For Terry McLaurin and Steven Sims, inside the red zone and pretty much the entire game, teams are doing that, especially inside the red zone, especially inside the five-yard line, to the Redskins, and the Redskins can't stay with them. And then when teams want to stretch, they go after Josh Norman, and he can't stay with them. Case in point, the Gabriel touchdown. So the Redskins are pretty much in a bind where they certainly don't have enough talent. They certainly are not healthy, although they got a little healthier tonight with Jonathan Allen and Fabian Moreau back. But the bottom line is is they don't have enough difference makers. Ryan Kerrigan is off to a slow start. He's only got one sack so far on the year. Don't even see him on the statistic sheet. That's not good enough. The Redskins need more. Montez Switt, yes, he almost combined for a sack last week, did get his first sack. They need more. They're starting an inside rookie linebacker in Cole Holcomb. They need more. They have Landon Collins. They need more. 
They need better communication. They need more turnovers. They need better tacklers. They need better coverage concepts. They need everything. And once again, now it's not all on the defense, but here's how it will be credited. In three games this year, the Redskins have given up 31 points, 31 points, and 32 points. That's what? 31.3 points per game. The ha-ha Clinton Dix, that's not on the defense. The turnovers, which set up field position, not on the defense. But ultimately, that's how it's going to get charged. You can't win in the NFL allowing 31 points per game. You can't do it. Cannot do it. Cannot win. Cannot do it. Timeout. Right here on the Locked On Redskins podcast. We'll come back and finish it up next. Thanks for being with us. The Redskins lose 31-15 on LOR. 316. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, I'm Chris Russell. Good to have you with us. It is episode number 316. We wrap it up this way. Uh, A couple other things that drove me crazy. Um, Well, one thing that was good Steven Sims on kickoff returns, and again, we mentioned a couple of receptions. Uh, so Adrian Peterson, Adrian Peterson apparently, uh, and I didn't hear the report, but Lisa Salter said you know, that he was angry, whatever. I, I don't know if AP said something. I don't know if she heard something. I'm not sure. I have to do some more digging on that. Uh, here's what I know. That's not the right time, as frustrated as you are, to be upset or to be angry or to be saying something or to be talking to a reporter or whatever. Not the right time. Um, So I'm going to have to do some digging on that. I mean, clearly he's not happy with his role, nor should he be. But I also have to be honest with you. The offensive line is not good enough run blocking, and Adrian Peterson is not quick and fast enough to make up for the massive, massive point of attack stuff and just absolute annihilation at the point of attack. And all you need to do is check out the big third down and one run late, down 28-15. AP had nowhere to go. Nowhere to go. And he's not fast enough to beat everybody by himself. This Redskin offensive line has never, ever, ever, ever been good at rush run blocking. Never. And that includes Brandon Sheriff. You know, everybody talks about how Brandon Sheriff's so great. Brandon Sheriff this, Brandon Sheriff that. They blow up, you know, five plays that he just dominates and kills people on. What about the other 50 plays? He's okay. He's good. He's very good at times. He's not dominant. He's dominant at times. He's not consistently dominant. Sorry. That sucks for me to have to say he's more than okay. He's good. He's not great, in my opinion. He's good to very good. He's certainly not dominant. He's dominant at times. Dominant at times, three, four times a game, does not get you a dominant tag. Sorry, it doesn't. It gets you a label of, you know, at times he's capable of dominating, which is better than not, but he's not. it's not like he's dominant 60 snaps a game or 55 snaps a game. And maybe that's too much to ask, 
But the Redskins desperately need domination from Brandon Sheriff, and they're not getting it. And look at the sack he gave up. Uh, I think it was Danny Trevathan just okey-doked him. He, he, like, started to rush. Sheriff and, like, back, got into a stance. He stopped rushing. Sheriff looks inside. Maybe I think that's what he's taught to do. And Trevathan then run, runs right through him. And by the time Sheriff recovers, he's too late. Khalil Mack obviously had his two sacks, causing all sorts of damage, beating up more, uh, Morgan Moses, drew a holding on Donald Penn. I think both of his sacks came on Moses. Most of his damage came on Moses. The bottom line is the Redskins did just about everything wrong in this game. From an offensive perspective, from an offensive line perspective, from a running perspective, from a running back perspective, Adrian Peterson shouldn't be crying and whining. And on top of that, they spelled London Fletcher's name wrong on the big board scoreboard. They send, they spelled it London Flector. I mean, I, if that doesn't tell you all you need to know, I don't know what it is. All right, we'll be back for Crossover Wednesday with Patricia Trana of Locked on Giants. Thanks for hanging out with us. I know it's another disappointing effort and week and performance. The Redskins are 0-3 somehow. We've all got to start just finding positives and somehow keep going. I don't know what the magic answer is other than firing Bruce Allen, and that's not a magic answer, but that's the only answer I've got. That's the only right, prudent, and necessary thing to do, and then we'll worry about everything else from there. Can't fire the owner. You can fire the president, and that's what they should do. I'll leave you on that. I'm Chris Russell. Adios. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.